Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and today we are talking about a topic very close to both of our hearts. Uh, what are we talking about today, Andrew? So uh, the question that came in, it's not really a question. It was a plea for help. Um, it was, help me have sex with the lights on. So today is all about how body image affects sex. Mm, I love talking about body image. Um, I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of body image struggles throughout my years. I've suffered through a lot of disordered eating and um compulsive exercising. And I actually blog a lot about this and talk a lot about it. And I think it's very important to uh, talk about these struggles that a lot of people face. Yeah, I mean, I, me too. Uh, I, I feel like I'm in a world where no matter what I do, uh, I'm not going to be manly enough or muscly enough or hairy enough or beardy enough um, or thin enough. Like there, there's always those kind of messages coming in, um, and, and and like spring, it's this con- for me. It's an, a constant internal dialogue, reminding myself that I'm worthy and that I can define my own worth, and that it's not all of these external influences with that negativity that sort of pours in, and it pours in from everywhere. There's like not a single, really, there's not a single space in our world. I mean, individual friends, great people like spring, great positive energy about body image flows in, but everywhere else, the, there's these incredibly negative messages. And so it's a it's, struggle. And yeah, it's so hard to counteract them when you're getting them through media, through um, ads, through uh, people on the street commenting on what you're wearing or how you look or what your body looks like. Like it's just a constant thing. And some people think that they're being friendly or um, helpful or or even polite when they comment on your body. And it can be um, very triggering for some people. And it can also be very damaging. Um, so it is like a hard space to be in, especially if you have struggled with any of that in your lifetime to kind of have to navigate the world like that. I mean, and still, there's lots of stuff that I do on a daily basis, um, some of it subconscious, some of it conscious, that kind of battle it. Like, a, um, I work pretty hard to stay thin and fit, but uh, I was at my job early on, and someone who works with me catcalled me, and, like, I can't catcall, I can't really whistle, was like, then clicked their tongue and said, that body, and like, eyed me up and down, and I just felt so terrible that instead of me being evaluated, or someone talking to me for who I am as a person, they're just looking at my body, and I, and ever since then, I wear a blazer and a jacket every day to work to kind of cover up, I mean, I use clothing as armor all the time, Um, I love fashion, I think fashion is great for, for me, for men, I think fashion is one of those places that sends a lot of negative images and a lot of negative messages to men and women when we get to body image. But for me, my hair is crazy and big. Um, People even mentioned it in our uh, Reddit Ask Me Anything. Mm -hmm. Like There are things that we do to detract. Like, I don't want people looking there. I don't want to have that conversation about my body. So instead, I'm going to wear a hot pink suit and have my 
hair closer to God. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are a lot of things that we can talk about, about kind of how to shield yourself from the, the onslaught of messages that we're constantly getting. And um, like you said, I have like a little reminder. I actually have a little mantra band bracelet that says I am enough that I look to and just read that whenever I feel like my body or anything about me isn't good enough in whatever way. And I think it kind of sucks that I have to do that, that I have to have uh, something that I'm wearing to remind me of that all the time. Um, but it also works. So <laughs> I'm also well, grateful for that. And the rest of the world, except for people who are close to you, who love you, most of the time isn't going to tell you that you're enough either. So it's good that you have that 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 with you at all times. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, so, so we've talked a lot about our own little struggles here. Um, so what we want to talk about is how this body image can actually affect sex. And this specific question helped me have sex with the lights on. I mean, that is, that is so common. So many people feel uncomfortable being naked in front of someone else because they think that their partner is going to be judging every part of their body. And, and it's this terrible comparison point that we're doing, right? I think I think the other side of it, so we're afraid of being naked in front of our partners because we're, we are judging ourselves by these crazy standards that come out from Instagram and the media and models and magazines, all of those places. I think it's important to tell everybody, every image you see in the media, in the news, on television, they're all fake, right? Those yeah. people are primmed and taped and they have professional makeup artists contouring them and the boobs are lifted. And if you see someone in a magazine, there's someone in Photoshop thinning them out, making their eyes bigger, making their teeth brighter, making their hair shinier, making them thinner. Uh, but those are the only images we see. Once in a while, there's a campaign. Like Airy had a campaign with only real bodies and Dove Body Wash occasionally has a campaign with real bodies. But other than that, every single image that we see is fake. So we're afraid that our partners are going to judge ourselves the same way that we do because we're making those comparisons against those fake pictures. I think Instagram is really part of that problem. So much of Instagram, the Instagram models and Instagram makeup artists and Instagram beauty gurus, not only are they putting makeup on, not only are they posing with professional photographers and artists and lights, they're being photo retouched afterwards. Like that that's just not how people look. Walk around on the street and look around. That's how people look. <laughs> yeah. And so it can cause a lot of anxiety when we're worried to show our bodies to our partners. And then that affects how much enjoyment we can actually get out of those sexual encounters. Because if we are so anxious about our body being judged, whether it's by ourselves or by our partners, then we're not able to fully relax and to enjoy the sex and to be in the moment. And and possibly it can even prevent orgasming, right? If you're not able to be in the sexual activity enough. Well, right. If you're focusing the whole time on shame that you feel about yourself, it's going to be really hard to enjoy the fun, pleasurable, intimate aspects of sex. It gets in the way of real intimacy, too. If you're afraid to be intimate, like intimacy is more than just penetrative sex. Intimacy is about emotions and feelings and touching and cuddle. Like all of those other parts are intimacy. And the kind of shame that we feel about our bodies um, 
And most of that shame comes externally, right? We feel not good enough because of external forces uh, gets in the way of that, that basic level of connection and intimacy that really helps you have better, stronger, more gratifying, I guess it's probably a good word to say, uh, gratifying relationships. Yeah. yeah. So, so what are some of our suggestions? Before we get to suggestions, can I mention one other really important yeah, thing? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we do have really good suggestions, but uh, I want to talk about a bunch of research that's out too. Um, it shows that if you have a lower self-esteem or lower body image, if you're afraid to have sex with the lights on, it means that you are less likely, especially if you're a woman, to use a condom, right? You're more likely to let other people do whatever they want to you. You're more likely to accept negative treatment. You're more likely um, to not even try to protect yourself in terms of STIs and pregnancy, right? Because you feel so bad about yourself that instead of saying, hey, I care about my body and I want to protect myself, you say, hey, I'm afraid of my body and I'm ashamed of my body and I just, I'm, tr I'm doing this because I feel like I have to, not because I love us or the situation or I or I, I want pleasure from whatever's going on. So we see women um, with lower self-esteem and, and lower body image especially are much less likely uh, to negotiate for condom use. Even if they want to use one, they're not going to mention it or, or they'll just not say anything at all. Right. And that's not – one isn't causing the other. It's just associated because if you have this kind of attitude towards yourself, then that means both of those things are more likely to happen. And so it is important to also kind of realize how this image of yourself is affecting other areas of your life. So it might not seem like having sex with the lights on is the most important thing, but you can start to expand the scope and look at all of the ways that um, having a negative body image is impacting your sex, your sex life, your um, sexual health, your health more broadly. And, um, and when you start to realize the reach that that has, then that's, I think, when uh, you can say, okay, I would like to shift this. I would like to change this in some way. So spring, how do we shift it? How do we change it? So it's it's an ongoing battle, like for everybody, I think. It's something that we constantly have to be checking in on and constantly be working on because of the society we live in. And so there's tons of things you can do. I mean, um, if you have any type of disordered eating or compulsive exercising, um, any type of um, diagnosable eating disorders, for sure you should be seeking professional help and therapy to address those things um, and, and making sure that that is a priority um, to help start to change those behaviors. Um, that I would just recommend that first off. Right. So if you get help, uh, if you're in those situations, and there's lots of resources, uh, there's online resources, face-to-face -face resources, there's actually phone apps that can help you um, start to work through some issues around disordered eating and, and body image and compulsive exercise. Um, I, for me, one of the things that is most effective is, is, like I mentioned, recognizing that the images that we see are fake, 
right? And every time you see someone who just looks perfect and flawless with no pores and great muscles and great, like certainly they're working hard for that, but the final product you see isn't real, right? And, and I try really hard not to compare myself to things that aren't real. Do I look like Mickey Mouse? No, that's okay. Though I'd actually be pretty happy if I looked like Mickey Mouse. I'd be like, yes, Disney. <laughs> um, no, so working really hard on uh, not doing comparisons, not comparing yourself to other people, um, and building a self-image based on what you value about yourself, right? Work on finding value in yourself instead of taking value from the opinions of other. At the end of the day, you're who matters to you. Yeah, and I think that so you're talking about this comparison aspect, and that's very important. And um, to to notice when you're comparing when you're comparing yourself to other people, and also to notice any judgment that's happening there, and to and to stop that. So when you are judging yourself, either in the mirror or in relation to someone else, or even if you find yourself judging someone else's body, if you see someone walk by and you make some judgments about it, um, that is actually related to your own perception and to you're judging them because of your own um, worries and insecurities. So it's really important to call yourself out on all of those judgments and to say, okay, I'm not going to do this because that actually feeds into the cycle and contributes to a negative loop. So calling yourself out, notice when you're judging someone else um, or yourself or comparing. And uh, And if you have friends around you who are constantly making comments about their own bodies, like they they tell you that they're not good enough, that they're not thin enough, that their breasts aren't big enough, that they don't have enough muscles, um, those kind of messages seep into your psyche too. They start impacting and affecting how you feel about yourself. Um, so if you're really good friends with the person, you can start trying to shore them up too. let them know that they're worthy, that they're good, that they are good enough, um, that they're strong enough, pretty enough, beautiful enough. Uh, so you have to be careful with the people around you in your life as well, because those negative images, those negative feelings about body image, they're contagious. They spread to yeah. people around you too. And I have, um, I, I did this really active process a few years ago where I was like, okay, I'm not going to judge other people at all because I know that's harmful to me. And I had a few best friends who um, that was like something they like to do. Like when we were sitting outside at a restaurant, they would make fun of people and uh, in a joking way of other people walking by. And um, I had to say to them, you know, I... I don't want to judge people anymore and I don't like it when you guys do this and I don't want you to do it when I'm around. And I had to keep saying it to them. And um, then it became this joke where they would, they would imitate me and go, I'm doing this thing where I don't judge people anymore. So can you guys not do that? (laughs) And, but it actually worked because then we were always just doing this. I'm doing this thing where I don't judge people anymore. And then none of us were actively doing that. And we weren't um, saying those things. And I wasn't then getting those messages in my head, which was amazingly helpful. So like pull your friends into it. Like maybe you have to make it a joke to get them on board, but it is possible to recruit your friends into this uh new way of thinking and to uh, like support yourselves and people around you, even people you don't know. 
And another way, to, I, I love that activating friends piece, like activate your friends to be part of something good. Um, the other thing is uh, there's a lot of hopelessness that is built around body image and sex with the lights off where I can never be better. I can't make change. I can't do it. Um, and Sprig and I both know from our experiences, you can do it. Uh, and a lot of times it's finding something really small, one small change every day, writing a gratefulness journal about things that you like, like about yourself. Or there's a ton of uh, phone apps uh, that help you slowly make changes in your life, um, in your body, in your diet, exercise, friends, family, community. It doesn't matter. There, there's an app somewhere. Um, we're going to put some links to them um, in uh, in the description so you can and find them. But something like... a there's this app called Couch to 5K uh, that's really fun where, uh, you know, if you're someone who you, you don't think you're fit and you don't think that you can do it, um, uh, do it as in get better, it gives you these really small incremental changes uh, where you can, you know, be on your couch one day and just a few months later you can successfully run a 5K. Um, there's Fitness Pal that helps you do exercise and diet. And all of these things are easier if you do them with a friend. Right. If yeah. you make any of these changes, you have someone close to you like, hey, let's try to run a five get 5K together. Hey, let's cook a better, healthier meal together. Those kind of things. Um, so working on. And, yeah. yeah. And I just want to say that these changes don't actually have to result in physical changes to your body. That's not what the goal is. The goal is not to look a different way so you feel better about your body. The goal is to do good things for your body. And that's what improves your self-esteem and your body image. And like you feel better when you make good decisions that you feel good about. And so that's what we're suggesting here, that you do these fun and healthy things for yourself and with your friends and like, you would be amazed how strong that impact is in your brain. Like the brain is super cool. It's super moldable and we can give it these other messages instead of the messages that we're automatically receiving from all around us. Do you know what work one work, which of these work best for me of all of them? I keep a gratefulness journal. I don't know if other people have ever heard of them. Um, I have one right here. I'm showing it to spring on our little camera as we're recording, but every day I sit and I write down an entire page of things that I am grateful for or things that I love or things that I like. And now I have a whole bunch of them. And it reminds me that all of these negative external messages are not nearly as valuable or as important as the things in my life that are great or the things in my life that I'm thankful for, the things that, that I like that get me to the next day. Even if I have a bad day, there are things that I'm grateful for. Even if I have a day where some of those negative messages creep in and I don't feel good enough, I know that there's a lot of good stuff around me that will prop me up too. Yeah. And there's also an app for that. I have a gratitude journal app <laughs> that cool. reminds you to be grateful as well. So yeah, there is an app for everything. <laughs> um, okay. And, and, and if you don't want to use apps and you don't want to be more reliant on your phone, yes, use books, use little journals. <laughs> there are other ways to do it as well. <laughs> okay. I think... Well, we're not we're not at the period. We have a shout out today to someone who's very near and dear to me. Of course, he doesn't know my name, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so if you don't know Ru RuPaul, RuPaul is this amazing, transformative, drag queen personality man. Um, and my favorite quote from RuPaul is, how the hell are you going to love someone else if you don't love yourself? Right. And this gets back to the very opening point. Having sex with a light off or light on is about loving yourself so you can love somebody else. So thank you, RuPaul. Yeah. And 
And I just want to say that a lot of people are very focused on themselves and your partner is probably also a little focused on their body and they want to do whatever activity it is with you. And the last thing they are doing is judging your body, even though that's what you imagine is happening in their head. That is not what's happening in their head. They are excited to be in this naked situation with you (laughs) and they're excited to, um, to, enjoy that time with you. And they're probably also worried about their own body a little bit in some way. And that I think is something that you have to remember as well. Like pull that into your head. Like that's not why this person is here. They are not here to judge my body. And like remind yourself of that. Yeah. Takes me back. I say it all the time. Sex is this weird, funny thing. You have to have kind of a sense of humor and have to kind of laugh at it because it's funny shapes and smells and bodies and fluids flopping around. And if you look at it from that perspective, sex with a light on is the best the best time there is to have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's our period today? We're at the end. What's our period? So um, we are going to encourage you all to make a top five list of things that you like about yourself and to share it. So like to be proud of the things that you like about yourself. And um, we are going to use the hashtag sex wrap lights on. <laughs> and so if you hashtag it sex wrap lights on, you can also at sex wrap the sex wrap us um, on any social medias um, and let us know the top five things that you like about yourself that you're proud of and and share it widely. Um, it's it's so great to be able to share those things. And also I think you'll find that um, your friends might then do it too. And they also, they love seeing that you love yourself. Like whenever I say something positive about myself, like all my friends come to my side, like, Oh, that's so amazing. Good job. Like, (laughs) and you're, you'll be amazed at how much your friends love you and how much they stand up for you as well. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. That's it for today. Um, so uh, we'd love for you to submit your questions. You can email them to us. Uh, we're the sexwrap at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, find us on social media. For we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook too at the sexwrap. You can call us for 413. Uh, I wrap it. So thanks, everybody. Hope to talk to you soon. Music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious. Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.